Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ and Vaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We watch and recap neighbors as a form of self-care. Uh, which didn't really do it for me this week, but we'll get to we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm Vaya and I have Kate here. Hello. Hi, everybody. CJ is – oh, she's absent, but actually she's just sent me through her, her minutes for her own agenda. Let's hear from CJ. Hey, it's CJ. I'm sorry I'm not on the pod this week. I've pulled a sickie. Great Australian tradition, the sickie. I'm, I was just thinking, who on the current neighbours would pull a sickie? Hmm, they all kind of seem like they're quite committed to their work. I don't think they would. Ah, I know who would. Wendy, self-care queen. My favourite moment of the week was Wendy just mid-shift sitting down with Jane, still in her uniform, her apron, still seemingly meant to not be drinking, just knocking back and having a wine with Jane. I don't know how long Wendy's going to have a certificate of responsible alcohol serving. Best of luck to you, Wendy. See y'all next week. Bye. Yeah, look, much like um, us watching Neighbours at four o'clock in the afternoon, Wendy just makes her own rules at the waterhole. Wendy, look, Wendy's on her way to being on the hot mess express. Yes. I do feel for her. That she, okay, you don't want to run a pub, but didn't you come to town wanting to run a pub? She's all like, oh, I don't have a... I don't have a career. I can blink and she'll be like in Chloe's old role at um, Lassiter's. Oh, I like that. But she'll probably have to screw Paul Robinson as part of oh, this. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. No, I mean, no, it's no, the way it goes. No. Yeah. You have to You have to screw up Robinson. I mean, Chloe was there with Leo. Uh, or she can um, – I'm happy for her to just become principal or something. Do you need teaching experience to be a principal? Could you just be one? I mean – the youth of Erinsborough High need all the help they can get. Yeah, true. Actually, Wendy's not going to provide it. Okay, we'll get to them. I, gosh, I had I had trouble getting inspired by this week's suite of episodes. We're doing Monday the 16th of October, uh, 8920 to 8923. God, we are creeping closer and closer to 9000. Well, there better be some whack stuff going down on episode 9000, I tell you that. I need it. And it's going to be around the 39th anniversary of the show as well. Ooh, okay. I want explosions on fireworks, literal, figurative. We need it. Because I don't know what we got this week, but it was um, didn't get me excited. No, it was almost a bit of a um, Puffy's piss engine kind of a week. I would have preferred a piss engine. There was nothing piss en- it was no There was no piss engine to excite me. I couldn't grab onto anything. There was an op shop that was kind of like in a hallway. Um, and I usually love an op shop, but I couldn't – there's nothing for me to grab onto there. Did you see in the council that somebody recognised Cody Willis's um, <laughs> yes, shirt? Yes, Ben. <laughs> Spicy Ben. The Ben's. Nay Ben's. Picked it out. That's incredible. I for detail. Yeah, I really respect that. Who has been hoarding that shirt? <gasps> Was it to- – did Toadie know Cody? <laughs> uh, or did she ever go into the House of Trousers? Well, she was killed in the house of Trouser, wasn't she? Well, I thought she was killed outside. No, by the window. Okay, I'm going to have to have a, a brief okay, Cody Willis deep dive. And she just left her shirt behind, her jumper. It looks like a fleecy jumper. Anyway, I don't even know where to start because there's literally nothing. All right, we've got to start with Mackenzie. 
I'm still deep diving. No, no, so I'm going to let you, you can bring it up organically when it, when you find it. Um, you can thread it through. Well, speaking of outfits, I loved Mackenzie's outfit, the floral jumpsuit, because I was staring that at that for far too long this week. She was on her own in that pub for what felt like days. So <laughs> she is back on, she jumped onto the apps. Everyone kept saying, I'm on the apps, I'm on the apps. She's single, ready to mingle. She's getting over her her widow her, her widow status, and her her housemate that she's got the horn for has moved on with lovely Billy, and Lou from Neighbours Council, our Facebook group. Do you have any council info? She goes, sorry, but I like Billy. I like how she's making friends with the girls, joining in, not being too OTT, and she's not toxic either. No, she and she's beautiful. I want Billy to stay. Has can get in the bin because he's clearly going to upset her soon, given in, given how he's acting about Mac. He's going to give her a food poisoning at the very <laughs> least. And yes, I was right. Cody Willis was shot in the front window of Toadie's house. Wow. But I think she died in hospital. But close enough. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe just yeah, left the shirt behind. And when Toadie was clearing out the place. We know how, we know how quickly people move and pack. In these joints. I mean, she departed the mortal coil pretty quickly. <laughs> but like people that are clearing up other people's things, there's got to be decades of other people's wardrobe and knickknacks lying around. Madge's polyester dresses. <laughs> uh, so Mackenzie goes out on a date with someone from Tinder and she meets at the waterhole, but there's a no- he's a no-show. Yeah, he goes to. And... Look, I've never been, quote unquote, on the apps, but surely if someone doesn't turn up, you could hop back onto the apps and just do some swiping and tee up another date instantly. No, I get shit-faced. That's your, that's <laughs> well, your other did. alternative. She did. And shout out to my extra of the week, featured extra of the week, Barman Tom. Mm. He kept the drinks flowing. I think he needs to lose his RSA, though. <laughs> he was serving a clearly extremely intoxicated individual. I actually think maybe there could have been a little something there if she'd stuck. Maybe she could have had her drink at the bar. They could have had some I mean, conversation. That feels natural and not at all depressed to do that. Don't you think like there's something very sad about sitting at a table by yourself, just knocking back your drinks? Yeah, just sit at the bar. And then mm. if, you don't, if you don't make conversation with lovely Tom, you get other passers-by, bar flies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, there's no old drunks anymore. I mean, that's that's a good way to get chatted up by Gazcan, I reckon. <laughs> uh, small mercies. So in the, what ends up happening is she um, gets approached by El, El Creepo. Yeah, well, and didn't you get like I, – I, I had like a full tr- true crime hat on the whole time he's staring at her from across the room. I'm like, oh, well, Mackenzie's about to be, as they say on TikTok, S-A'd. <laughs> No one wants to get demonetized. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, this shifty fella comes over. Mackenzie knocks her handbag over. He sees her business card, Mackenzie Hargraves. Attorney at law. Yeah. And obviously he recognises the name from, I guess, his, with- his bail, <laughs> bail form. <laughs> um, and he cozies up to her. And by the end of the night, she gives him his number because he wants to look for hospitality work. And she's like, I don't know of any hospitality work, but remembers that she's surrounded by hospitality businesses. And then we see Holly Hoyland flicking through her phone because her friends say that she should delete 
all her photos of her ex, her toxic ex. And firstly, it's you don't have to delete all your memories. No. You don't keep have, them on the cloud. You don't have to get just don't look at them. You don't have to get your bloody memories wiped like Hermione. Like you could yeah, just as you said, make a folder. Oh, the eternal sunshine of the spotless <laughs> mind. Yes. What that is so strange that they all yeah. told her to do that. It was very weird. But how convenient for the storyline. It's great to help us figure it out. Ho-Ho has no photos of the... El Creepo. Old Eden. <laughs> yes, Eden is his name. He introduces himself as Ed to Mackenzie. Um, Which you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And then go, oh, yeah, my parents clearly were hippies. Or um, watched a lot of toddlers and tiaras. Took a lot of dr- drugs. <laughs> And that was a deep cut for anyone who remembers Ultimate Grand Supreme, Eden Wood. Anyway, terrible name, Eden Wood. He, um, I guess, the, I don't know what his endgame is, this fella. He wants to romance his ex's friend. For what purpose? Look, did he actually know? Yeah, because he, the, he, there was a shot of him looking at the business card. Yeah, but did he know that she knows Ho-Ho? So yes, because he looked at the bit. So my he looked at the business card for way too long, which makes me think he remembers Mackenzie's name from Holly's social oh, media. Oh, because that's your that's the interpretation you took from it. I thought, oh, he's a criminal or a scammer. He's wanting to rip her off because she's rich. because oh. she's a lawyer. Or well, he's a criminal. One of the two. Rich because she's living in a share house, sharing that rent around, cost of rent. But Holly, mate, he's unemployed. Literally with nothing yeah, in his and life. Yeah, doesn't have a car. Yeah. She, she, she how says, the, how the fuck's he getting to the winery? The winery's have... in like a public transport black hole. How the fuck's he getting to Erinsborough, firstly? Yeah, yeah. Getting the Green. bus. He's, he's um, walking 40 minutes from the bus stop. Exactly. He's on his own two, two feet on that, <laughs> that option. So that's why he's so slim. <laughs> well, no, there's the one bus, of course. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From pa- that power road. One bus stop. And Mackenzie says, well, actually, I've got an opening for a job. Leo overworked. At his own winery, and Leo with an aversion to childcare. Yeah, he goes, "Oh, I'm overworked. Come get my, go pick up my daughter, Sadie." Um, Mate, no, you go pick her up and take her with you. <laughs> yeah, she can colour in at the bar around the drunks. Like, <laughs> look, how not to stereotype, ha- but many um, family-run businesses often have exactly their kids <laughs> colouring in at the dinner table. Yeah. I don't get it because when they all went out there when yeah, he was working his first shift, you look at that and you go, mate, how – this is a day shift. Why, why did you not have appropriate childcare for your child? It, it, like how can this be a surprise? He says pick her up from kindy. So we're thinking, you know, whatever, four o'clock she's finished and then he's still at the winery for another couple of hours, you would think. Mm, I'm very sceptical about this. And I hold neighbours to a very high high level of reality. And also logistics-wise, if old mate doesn't have a car, like, sure, Mackenzie can drive him to his job interview, but how is he getting to his shift at this winery every day? Did we remember where it was? Is it Panton Hill? Panton Hill yeah, Estate? Or we, we are going there. We're though. going there. We are going there. So we'll, we'll have to pick a weekend in December. We're we driving. Or November or December. Oh, yeah, God, yes. <laughs> I don't drive. How the she hell are drink. we going to know how to get there otherwise? <laughs> exactly. So Google Maps. <laughs> so Mackenzie tees up this fella with, I don't know why I keep saying fella. I don't, Eddie, Eddie. Yeah, but I don't have a, I don't know Chat. how to describe him. He's like greasy haired, slimy. Like he, he goes way too close to her when Creeper. he's t- talking to her. Yeah, El Creepo. And 
he's Holly's toxic ex. We don't know why he's toxic. I think it's implied he did the dirty on her a few times or well, I don't know. Um, but Vaya, you've missed the most pivotal part of Neighbours history. You've just skipped you over it. Really? Yeah. What's that? When Sadie says the word sex for the very first time in Neighbours history. No, they've said sex before. Have they? Yeah. Yeah. No. When? Who? On Peach. They No, they, they did because I remember we had that exact moment. Did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Xanthi or someone said, oh, we're going to have sex or whatever. Ah. Yeah. But it's weird anyway. It's still weird. It was weird. a weird contest. It's very weird. It came out of nowhere. She's like, yeah, call up Ed, have sex. But whoa, hey, hi. Okay, I stand corrected. I should have read my Twitter mentions because Perfect Blend said, definitely been used before. Back in 1985, we even had Helen talking about her sex life. And a little shout, Helen. Out, little shout out to Friday being World Menopause Day. Oh, wow. 85. Yeah, no, it was, there was definitely a moment when Peach went into like M-rated or whatever the hell, PG territory. Oh, bring, bring back the bloody, um, sorry, bring back the Handmaid's Tale Canberra situation with the woman in the hood and the, oh, it was all great. What? <laughs> no, what are you talking when about? When Nicolette, like Paul was hunting Nicolette in Canberra and she had like a hooded cape yeah, on. But I was just talking about no, 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 saying but, sex. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying like the batshit era of yes. Peach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. where they could just say whatever the heck they wanted. Yeah. Um. So Mackenzie's like, well, okay, I guess he's he's a warm-blooded body. I'll give him a call. And um, after she gets him the job, drives him there. Oh, mate, this is already starting off badly. Leo's so desperate. He's like, you've done hospitality? Yep, you're hired. Here's your apron. And off he goes. Doesn't call any references in. And then Mackenzie goes back to Erinsborough and her and Sadie and Holly are like, well, we have to check this guy out. Which, fair enough, that's nice friendship work right there in the middle of the day. Let's go to the winery. Mm. Um, and lovely Billy wants to come too and Deadbeat has, is going to come along begrudgingly. And so they all sit around the table. And first question, right, these are lovely, very good girlfriends of Mackenzie's. Um, and Holly's and they're all Sadie. They're a lovely little girl gang. They walk down the beach together in unison. Uh, why have they never, um, like Holly has clearly talked to them a lot about her horrible ex. Why have they never seen a photo of him? Why have they oh, never? It's, it's bizarre. They've never firstly looked on her socials when she was with him that she's never, you know, she would be talking about him all the time. You'd think she'd go, oh, look, this is, look at us. We're loved up back yeah, in this, yeah. this it's, tourist destination. Like, look how we, greatly we looked. I just don't buy Holly as being their friend. No. And, well, I mean, maybe. I, I think they're just friends by geographical closeness. I mean, maybe this will come out that they're such bad friends, they just never cared what this guy looked like. Maybe it'll turns out, turn out that Mackenzie's got face blindness. It's a thing. It's like it's all over TikTok, man. People are TikToking about their experiences being unable to recognise their close friends all the time. I mean, I know it is. Well, I mean, it's a symptom of um, autism. Like you can have face blindness. Mm. So like that could be a nice deep storyline we could get into. But also Sadie, I'd love, the, I'd love for it to come out that Sadie just – ignored me, um, Holly whenever she brought up this guy. She's like, yeah, 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 whatever. That mate, guy. I, I, mate. <laughs> Being like the Peter Griffin. <laughs> oh, my God. Who the hell cares? Yeah. Okay. So you've got a boyfriend, but he sucks. Okay. But the important <laughs> thing you can focus in, on here is that you had a boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I'm living in a house where a frigging Guy Fawkes died in my spa. <laughs> I want to know what your voice just became for Sadie, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just possessed. <laughs> 
Um, they did walk past that haunted spa too. It wasn't on. <laughs> I can't imagine the Merc inside of it. Uh, you could have. I'd be putting that one on Gumtree. What do you reckon, Rodwells? <laughs> Time to upgrade. Um, they so okay, but the thing is, they keep missing. Holly keeps missing Ed because she keeps trying to rearrange her Lassiter's shifts. So she ducks out to take a call, and Ed brings menus. Or no, he doesn't even bring the menus. The girls have to go get the menus. Imagine the privilege of being someone who barely got your job back last week already going. Nah, fuck you. I'm busy. I'm at the winery. Uh, you need to change my shift, okay? You know what they should have done? Isn't the winery affiliated with Lassiter's? They should have made it so it was. Yeah. So that Holly could be like, I'm also waitressing tonight. Could have been Lassiter's estate. Oh, I love that heaps. I didn't, at the moment it's just called The Winery. Yeah. And what, there's, there's some sort of Japanese name for the... For the for the yeah, wine, but I don't think and that's the spirit that's, he distills I, or something. And I don't think that's the winery's name. That's just right. what he sells there. Well, we can we can call it Lassiter's Estate. Love it, love it. And so they all get a read on him. They think he's they think he's hot and fine. I mean, he's easy on the eye. I, I find him more attractive than old mate, um, housemate. No, not, has his divine. Oh no, not Harry. The other one, clearly, um, Byron. Oh God, I forgot about Byron. Yes. Um, no, I just can't handle the greasy hair smarmy look of this chap. Anyway, they all sign off on him and we park that because clearly they're going to find out and it's all going to go pear-shaped. But I just still don't know what he's going to be like, oh, sucked in, ex-girlfriend, I hooked up with your friend, I, I'm a shithead, okay, correct, I st- you still are a shithead, good. I mean, I'll, I'll be, look. I'll be delighted if some if an interesting storyline comes out of this. He gave me a little bit of the vibe of um, old mate Corey from the cult, uh, Harlow's cult. Oh, he was very boring though, that guy. <laughs> at, least, at least this guy seems interesting if in a somewhat of a sexual predator kind of way. And a um, and just a drifter with no job. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, on his yeah. Catch me if you can style, just walking into any establishment. I mean, I was reasonably concerned for most of an episode that he was about to you know, <laughs> seriously, hey. seriously harm. Mackenzie, so that already makes him more interesting than many of the other new characters. So, okay, speaking of the other new, the other new characters, um, I don't know who to go to next. Cause... Oh, come on, my favourite part of the week. Yeah, go. Okay, well, so we're going to the Varga Murphys. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. What what was their first part of the storyline? They're recovering still from the fallout of giving that shitbag suspension and uh the school the students are dropping like flies they're all defecting to west waratah and uh, i mean good smell you later bigots and the west waratah twitter account was like we've done a survey and we don't want the shitbag noah <laughs> at our school either so, uh, but, so, but what happened to their what happened to dr ma's car oh brick through the windscreen and straight away they're like Oh well, this was the the, the Lindbergh babies. I'm calling them. <laughs> <laughs> I can never remember the Lindwell brothers or something. Yeah. And, okay, can we just stop down for a moment? So the Lin the Lindwell brothers, whatever they are, this is the builders that Kara got on the wrong side of in Werribee when they were building Werribee Stadium. Uh, a friend of the pod, Adam Richard, speculated if uh, wondered if Taylor Swift would be. Doing a, doing a little gig at Werribee Stadium, maybe not on the Eras Tour. She's lucky she didn't end up going swimming with the fishies or, or down there swimming with the uh, brown trout. How now, brown trout? Okay, I want to know, are the Lindhurst brothers, are they, is that the name, of, are they, is that the building company's name? Is it, 
or are they actually two brothers that build and they're a gang? Because then part of me is like picturing like, oh, no, Metricon Homes is coming after us. You know, I couldn't figure out how to how to place if they thought an entire company was coming after them or if it's literally two brothers that are mean. I I thought it was two brothers who probably we would see on a current affair at some (laughs) stage, dodgy builders. But also, like the building industry isn't known for the most ethical and law-abiding people. Well, no. That's why Kara is an anomaly here because she doesn't comply with whatever they wanted her to do or not do. Is she a builder though or is she a handy woman, like an un- unskilled labourer? From memory, she said she was a sparky. Right, okay. But plus, she's been a handy woman. Right. So she's dabbled. I mean, it sounds like she needs to just have her own business. Sounds like she needs a wardrobe makeover. Kate, that's exactly what I think. She needs, oh, okay. She just needs – I can't handle looking at her – It's bad. It's really bad. Work safe ad uniform – Pull your ponytail through. I'm going to say it every single podcast until I see a different hairstyle. Pull your ponytail all the way through. I mean, she, she, she's basically dressed like Max Ramsey and that, that's a deep cut. Wow. she and She's a gorgeous lass. There's promotional videos and photos of her and Dr. Ma and they're stunning ladies. Like they scrub up well, but they were like, nope, when people are looking at her every night on TV, we don't want to look to look presentable. We wanted to look like she rolled out of a construction site. Kate's <laughs> showing me Max Ramsey. Yes, not far from it. Yeah, look it up, peeps. There are so many ways but- you can hot up a lesbian tradie, you know? She could have, like, awesome tats. Like I'll give her an interesting haircut at least. Tank tops, yeah. Layers, like mm. undercut, like undercut yeah, yeah, with layers. And some facial piercings. Just anything but this. I'm not, yeah. It's not. It, Cara deserves better. Um, okay, but going back to okay, the, brick, the, the, the brick through the window yeah, veil. The Lindbergh so babies. So they've gone to the Lindberghs, right? My first thought was, you deserve that for parking on the street in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> you pricks have a double driveway. What you have done, if you, you have angered somebody else on the street. Yeah, who's going to play backyard cricket with a car parked yeah, there? Do not cross Jane Harris, okay? I actually, my first thought, do you know what my first thought was? She opened the door and they gasped. They looked at the passenger seat mm-hmm. and I thought it was another pig's head <laughs> I saw a vision of it like a football sized poop in the driver's seat or something because they were looking on the seat but it was for the broken glass yeah so they call over the Sarge and they quietly tell him look we're in a bit of strife could be those guys but then the teenage boys don't want the Werribee connection made between whizbang sperm donor Sarge and yeah and the mums, and so they're like, no, 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 it's got to be the shit bags. The shit bags at school must have done it. So off he goes to investigate that. Meanwhile, Wendy has found. Okay, can I point out that fifty-five thousand people literally live in Werribee? Okay, yeah, fifty-five thousand people. You wouldn't be very lucky to know some random from Werribee. And it actually it checks out because it comes up in the chat with Sarge and mm. and the mums, and. They're like, oh, he goes, oh, yeah, I used to live in Werribee. And they just move on. They're like, yeah, like, because C- it's C- not a big deal. CJ and I grew up in the same much smaller suburb. We did not know each other. No. the Well, teenage boys are getting worked up over nothing. Then um, Wendy is has a crisis of conscience because she has found that watch that she stole, she accused JJ of stealing. And she still hasn't 
told them. Yeah, that's it's a dick move. Dick move. And so she goes to tell them, like, look, I found the watch. Your son didn't steal it, obviously. I'm sorry. And then Kara does a bit of law and order investigative perception and is like, um, when, where did you find it? She goes, in the laundry basket. She's like, and you haven't washed since you found it? Oh, I'd be like, it was in with my whites. <laughs> I'd be like, I have literally six laundry baskets because I have them all over around the house. You want to? You can't just assume someone's got one. Laundry I mean, to be, to be honest, we've only got one. But I, I, I would just lie and I would say, oh, it's in my delicates. Yes, which I have not got enough delicates yet to do a full no. load of washing. But no, I've got a constant cycle of there's a clean, there's cleans, there's dirties, there's child, there's adult. It's it's a whole system, mm-hmm. infrastructure. And then she says, um, yeah, I was in my laundry basket. She goes, so you, when did when did you find it? She goes, oh, the day after. Oh, you fool. <laughs> you fool, Wendy. Wendy, you rookie. So everyone else forgives them, but Kara's like, nah, get out. You're dead to me. And then I don't know how, but I think Sarge feels sorry for JJ for getting the old brick through. Oh, he got a brick through the windscreen before he got a chance to have his driving lesson. Yeah, and I actually thought it was crap that Dr. Ma was going to take him on a driving lesson with his brother in the back seat. It's not like his brother couldn't stay home alone. You don't want minors in the back with a... Particularly one with an opinion about you driving. (laughs) When I first got my licence, like I was Mm. just turned 18 and just got my licence, my mum goes, hands me the keys and goes, all right, off you go, go buy your brother um, an ice cream from McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Take your brother. And he was little, like, you know, eight years old. I was like, I can't take... I can't take... She's like, go and do it because get it out of your system. Yeah. And I, you know, drove so safe and so carefully. I'm not putting an eight-year-old in the car with 16-year-old me. Heck no. Oh, so yeah, Sarge takes JJ for a driving lesson in his massive big twin cab ute. And where do they go to, Vaya? Summer Bay. Well, they head back to bloody Half Moon Bay to do a bit of parking, parallel parking lessons in a car park that's right on the water. Like it, it's, there's a drop down to rocks and then it's water. It's very advanced for, number one, someone you don't know very well. Yeah. Like, just take him on a tour of duty of the neighbourhood. It's inappropriate. I, look, honestly, like, and he's like, oh, my dad taught me a trick. And he's yeah. like, and apparently the dad's trick was not looking at any of your mirrors. He was just, <laughs> he was just looking at the rear camera display. I'm like, you're full of shit, Sarge. And what was the trick? He put up a bollard and he's like, don't hit the bollard. I don't know. What, no, but I, I feel like the trick is just watch your rear camera, mate. <laughs> Like, that's not a trick. That's modern technology. Exactly. Because the real, what do we know about the re- the real trick of parallel parking, Vaya? I don't know. I just go by vibes. Okay. <laughs> the real trick is, well, firstly, you need to park behind another car, which is generally what yeah. you're doing, because you line up your line of sight as a driver with the rear door handle of the car beside yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. And that's when you start turning the wheel. And that's the fucking trick, guys. That's how you park a car. You don't park, you don't learn to park a car between two bollards you can't see because your car's too tall for them. <laughs> All you need is one car to practice parallel parking. Imagine if he comes back and tells them, oh, oh where, did, where did you go for your lesson? Oh, on, the, on a cliff. Okay. And that, that giant car he was in would easily drive over a gusher with an inexperienced driver pressing the accelerator. <laughs> take, off, take out a few pedestrians. But what was the most disturbing part of this? Oh, visit Kate, to the I'm going to get it wrong. Um, they went, they went and got drumsticks. <laughs> yes, yes. Sarge went and got drumsticks, and what did he come back with? 
or Cornettos for our UK Cornet, friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he came back with no JJ in the car. He came back with two unwrapped ice creams. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Firstly, I, I have another point of outrage. Like Sarge will be like, oh, yeah, they're, look, they're just, there might be a crunchy bit in the middle of this. Just, you know, it might be a bit bitter, but that's okay. It's just a new flavour. And then suddenly, you know, JJ's passed out because he's been rowied by the Sarge. <laughs> okay. Took it to a dark place. I was more outraged that he didn't ask JJ what flavour he wanted. I'm going to go get ice creams. Firstly, ah, no, no, no. Look, a, a free ice cream's a free ice cream. Yeah, but it's a it's a deep freeze. It's full of all different. It's full of paddle pops. I don't know what, what else hey, is there. Is, Calippos. This, this hey, Sarge is just playing the dad role here, okay? <laughs> and dad, dad gets to choose. Okay. And and, um, and unwrap. Yes, weirdly unwrap, <laughs> and then insert like a drug inside this ice cream. <laughs> Poor Sarge probably rowed himself when he had to eat two ice creams afterwards. <laughs> I'd love the I love the idea. So JJ is missing. There's no sign of him. But I love the idea of Sarge going. Oh well, I've bought two and just have to sit there and tuck into his ice creams before he <laughs> sounds the alarm. Um, I mean, you're talking about the Lindbergh baby, mm. but this is more the Beaumont children. Yes, J- JJ, JJ's disappeared at the beach, Whew, and that's the cliffhanger, literally. Yes. So we don't know. I mean, he probably was. He probably was just clinging <laughs> to rage style to the other side of the, the, the car park. He probably hopped in, had another go at the parallel park and then just hit the brakes too maybe, fast. Maybe. And... He could just be having a kip in the back of the ute. Just true. Just pulled the tarp over himself. Um, a couple of other things I want to talk about here. Okay. Reese. Okay. Reese visits oh, Ramsey so Street. When you said Reese, I was like, oh, Dr. Reese. Dr. Reese. Misha Barton, Alice in Wonderland style, goes down the rabbit hole into Wonderland, and that is mm. cheap, cheap ass necklaces. Ramsey Street. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, Kate Stradamus coming up soon. All oh, right, well. sure, yeah, excellent. Yeah. So, in the meantime, Kate, Reese yep. uh, is coming to meet Jane Harris, and first she's going to do a tour of where Byron lives, and he brings her through the share house and points out to her. The Leaning Tower of Pizza That boxes. is vile. Can you imagine how bad that whole house would smell? So I saw that stack of boxes and I thought it's skyscraper tall, right? Yeah. I thought it must be an art installation. You know, like how Sheila had the Frankston, Melbourne, Richmond, whatever sign. I thought this was art. I thought someone had sculpted pizza boxes and put them next to the floor lamp it's, or something. It's Hoarder House, isn't it's it? not right. And the rest of it's styled quite nicely. But uh, imagine the bugs and the stink Horrible. from having them there. And I guess, okay, you, you have pizza one night, you have like a couple of boxes. Yeah, and then you put them. We have giant recycling yeah. bins in which we put our recycling. Yeah. So say you don't make it out for a couple of nights and you get pizza again. I don't know why you get pizza again. Get a different cuisine. Or even like it's a share house. Why aren't they having frozen pizza? I haven't had frozen pizza since the 90s. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot cheaper than yeah. buying takeaway pizza. Or just make it yourself. It comes, yeah, you can get the base. Just have some fucking toast, guys. Like, yeah. how, how, can, how are you affording this much takeaway, guys? Well, I guess if Mackenzie is a lawyer and she's living in a share house and also Has runs a cafe. So mm. I was thinking, why would you not just send all those boxes back to Has? He'd have a big dumpster. Yeah. Or Lasseter's at least would have a big cardboard recycling dumpster. And look, I've got the feeling that Byron's body would be a temple. Is he eating that much pizza? Nah, I really doubt that. And has has this a filth bag? We (laughs) we already know that he's gross. Yeah. 
Like he's just got no concepts of food hygiene. Bringing laws. his dog into a commercial kitchen. It's vile. It's not right. I mean, Trevor's probably taken a whiz on the bottom ones anyway. So he kept saying sorry. And also to Trevor, Trevor hasn't torn up the boxes, but he's torn mm. up the couch cushions. And the rest of the house looks quite lovely. So he, so Byron's like, oh, sorry, it's a bit of a mess. And no, it's not. It's just that someone forgot to take out the recycling 40 times. But um, it was mentioned on the council this week that Reese is actually doing a bit of um, pulps common people. <laughs> And that, that is, this is just a classic example of a, you know, where lying in bed, watching the roaches climb the wall, <laughs> just just like they do in that house from the, the pizza, the leaning tower of pizza. And, but she's she's won over. She's like, oh, look at this normalcy. Wow. If she calls her dad, she can stop it all. <laughs> oh, she told me that her dad was loaded. <laughs> I told her, well, yeah, my dad banged Winnie Winslet at Cardiff Castle. She said, "Fine." <laughs> they go, and then they go to lunch. She meets Jane. Jane's like, "Oh, you know, you're from all over the world. What do you want with my son?" And she wins Jane over because she hears that the school's going to close, mm-hmm. and she's trying to keep people from selling it or buying it or whatever. So this is obviously Reese's reason for hanging around for a while as well. She's going to be helping out with the campaign to save E High, and she'll be that's how she'll win more and more people over. So she she gives Jane all these hot real estate tips, and I'm like, guys, just bulldoze the school. I don't yeah, do oh, what they probably can't. They'd be riddled with asbestos. Do, but do you care if that school gets saved? I mean, I don't want people to around Aaron's borough to die from mesothelioma. <laughs> I mean, somebody's <laughs> got to worry about that there. In terms of stakes of this plot, I don't care if that school closes or opens. I do not care. No, intrinsically, as a supporter of state education, Vaya, that school should remain a government school. Okay, but I'm going to assume Anson's Corner College and West Waratah higher state schools. They, those no, kids Vaya, can go there. As someone who lives in a neighbourhood where they shut down multiple high schools and now this neighbourhood needs multiple high schools, they, they should never okay. close down schools. If your child is staring down the barrel of Erinsborough High... Mm. Do you still want that open? I mean, well, look, where are the bigots going to go to school if not there? <laughs> I wouldn't mind if Eden Hills took it over. and and, and Eden bro- Hills grammar? Yes. Um, well, where's your diversity going to come from? It's going to just be privileged people. Or they could just, like, run a decent school that's not bloody cursed. Well, they haven't done that for 30 years, have they? <laughs> I was all right back in the the early Susan Kennedy era. <laughs> Before all the, you know, there was the wave of pedophile teachers. Mm. I just, there's no stakes for me. Either it become, either she, it stays and is a terrible school or it becomes a retirement community, which also does not excite me. So there's, there's no stakes for me here. Oh, I'll tell you what. No, the stakes are there. Is there going to be anything interesting about a retirement experience? Absolutely not. Well, exactly. And so we do not want a retirement No, we experience. don't. And that's why we're out there campaigning to save Erinsborough High. Except, does it mean we would get Hillary as a main cast member? Because that's oh, a point in the, in the pro column. Can't she be roomies with Mrs. Punch? Also, she could, and I love that. Why is Hillary, who dropped in so Therese could make a big pitch to her? I, I love the descriptor of it, like how she had a very distinctive hairstyle. I, was, I love it. Perfect. What is you would think that Hillary is very set in the retirement home she lives in. Yeah, that she's not suddenly in the market to uproot and off and 
take off back to Power Road. Do you think she's made any friends there, Vaya? No. <laughs> Do you think she is happy at all with the management of said facility? No. Do you think she can find something to criticise every single day? Yes. Well, maybe that's why she could be in the, the market for a different retirement experience. Do you, do you think maybe Tarage could have met a bunch of old people at once? Is she going to recruit people one grandma at a time? I mean, it's worked for us with listeners, hasn't it's it? Grassroots. So, meanwhile, she's planning this development, but then she moves into the office space at Lasseter's, which Paul has slung her for free to make Reese think that they have a paying tenant. And um, Toady and Tarage are utterly outraged by the idea of Tarage getting free rent rather than going, oh, well, sucks to be your ex-husband. Yeah, and instead they're like, oh, what if he's still in love with you? I'm like, well, is it, well, is it still free rent? Then sure. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, he'll either be in love with you and you're getting free rent or he'll either be in love with you and you're paying him rent. <laughs> what, what? You're an idiot. The other strange thing about Tony and Tarage this week, well, it's never not strange. It's never not strange and I still scream at the television whenever they Why kiss. Why doesn't Reese move her office into like Gino Esposito's old hair salon? Where's that now? Reese doesn't have an office. Well, she's wanting one so she can set up a business with Byron. Isn't she? Isn't that Is like, she? Well, isn't that the whole thing? Like she was interested in the office that Tarage was in? I thought that's what we were no. reading between the lines. No, because the, the week that CJ pointed that out, it was actually mm. there was a blonde woman in the foreground mm. that Reese was actually staring at. So like she was staring at the woman. Oh, but I, no, I thought she was all like, well – you're a law student and, you know, like, you know, blah, blah, Mackenzie. Blah, blah, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, that woman has sparked something in Reese because she's now also seen the necklace at Lost Property, which yes. was like the sun that goes with her moon. Which so is that, the, the goddamn cheapest looking necklace it was. you've it, it ever looked, seen in your life. It, it looked like something you get at a mall kiosk in the 90s. It looks like it's straight out of the $2 shop. So Reese digs around the um, op shop corridor at the Sonia Rebecca Foundation and she's trying to find this necklace, which she does. But does she pay for it or does she just pocket it? That's what I want to know. Vea Pashos, mm. I am deep in a Kate Stradamus situation here. So what do we know about lost property from Lassiter's? How long does it take to be sent to set up shop? Well, it seemed to take a day. No, um, they sit on the lost property for 12 months and then they donate it. Is that what they said? Yeah. So how did that necklace get there so fast? Well, no, they, they the, the blonde woman who was sorting the, the lost property, that was old lost property that oh, she was boxing up to send I to the thought, shop. I thought she'd gone on. Oh, we're getting sidetracked. Look, no, we're getting sidetracked here. Also, that's Beck from the laundry, remember? Oh, she, look, she Love her. Love she, her. She led the revolution. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're getting sidetracked here because yes. this is really important. Okay. So that necklace was lost 12 months ago. Oh. Okay. What, ha- what else happened 12 months ago? Paul left her age at the altar. The other thing that happened 12 months ago. um, uh, Tony and Melanie broke up. Yes. What if Melanie is Reese's mum and the gift she gave to (gasps) Reese was the other half of a cheap-ass tacky (laughs) necklace, which is a very Melanie kind of necklace as well. Okay. Melanie, who's never had any biological children, could be the biological mother of Reese Barton. What has does Reese not have no contact with her mother? Is that what we're led to believe here? Yeah, yeah. I, I would assume that it's something happened. Yeah. And it, so, I mean, it is Melanie's style 
that yeah. sun and moon woo-woo astrological crap. Okay. So if we are to believe that Reese is the same age as Misha Barton, um, Misha Barton was born in 86 and Melanie did not start in Neighbours until 1987. <gasps> and she did, she did not come out of the high school. She just turned up as Henry's That's girlfriend. That's right. In, in her 20s. <gasps> <gasps> and they're both blonde. Yes. More or less. Yeah. And yeah, maybe this maybe it was the emotion of finding out that her daughter was looking for her or her daughter or her daughter's family bought into Lassiter's made Melanie panic and she's like, All right, I'm out of here. I still need some other connection to mean that both Paul and Melanie bailed at the same time. I don't know. It could just be separate different, separate reasons. There could be a separate gang involved in but Paul's situation. I, I'm fully on okay. team right. Mel being mother to Reese. All right. I I can't see it uh, genetically. I can't see the genetical resemblance. Oh, they've got the hair. In terms of um, personality. And, the, and but they've made well, they've been just mm. just been raised by her. Yeah. But they've made Misha Barton a horrendous blonde for some reason. Yeah, true. Because she's not a blonde. No. Okay, well, all right. I'm I'm willing to sit on that because it's um it'll keep me awake. That's for sure. It is such a tacky Melanie me- necklace. It too. is. You're right. And there and must I, be. I wonder what the sun and moon. There might be some other clue there. Well, it's better than having like a BFFs. <laughs> all right. The and actually, do you know what else is tacky? Tracky Saturday. So to, oh, to my raise, eyeballs, <laughs> my eyes. Therese wants to keep working all through the weekend. Toadie mm. says. God, I forgot. I just wrote, I looked at my notepad and I looked at the words, I love you. And I remembered that Byron had said, I love you to Reese. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed for him. <laughs> and then she didn't so, say it back and he just I ran away. I'm so embarrassed for him. Yes. Okay, bye. Did he say it to every client he ever had as well? It no, feels no. like I reckon he would have. I think he's, I think he's emotionally stunted. So anyway, back at the other love, I don't believe, Toad Rage. He, Toadie has now convinced Therese to put on a pair of tracky pants. Mm, which looks like they, they could be part of the old Erinsborough High uniform because it would have gone quite nicely with Josie's um, polar fleece yeah. I'm currently wearing. They're maroon tracksuit pants. And then the the black T-shirt, what did it say? I don't know. I don't know, but it was a very ugly look for her. It looked like they were backstage at the Rock Steadford and they had matching T-shirts. Mm. And, okay, Beck Elmaloglu did some amazing comedic physical comedy. I don't know about how comfortable the tracksuit pants was, like jiggling around, jumping on the couch. It was amazing. But um, I, I, I still didn't, she didn't need to wear them out in public. I felt for her mm. being seen in the tracksuit pants. But, yeah, pants. they needed to head down the foundation. Also, Toad, if we're to buy that you are marrying Therese Willis, don't put her in tracksuit pants. If, this is, if, you're, if we're to believe this is a serious relationship, you let her wear a blazer on the weekend for crying out loud. But he looks like... He looks horrendous in whatever that charcoal grey pinstripe felty suit he's wearing. <laughs> it is so bad. Can't he just wear normal clothes? Does it have to be Hawaiian shirts or like ill-fitting suits? <sighs> I just got suddenly so bored again remembering. They went back down to the foundation. I don't care. Yeah, they went, no, no, but they went down there and Leo's down there volunteering. And I'm like, bitch, please. Why don't you set up your own foundation for your own dead baby mama? And also, <laughs> more importantly... You're barely ever with your daughter. No. Don't go out and volunteer, On mate. a Saturday when you're not. You piece of shit. Go and also, and parent. Actually, if you are running a winery, wouldn't Saturday be peak, out, peak hour at the oh, winery? Like you'd have weddings through there. None of them know how to run businesses. Oh, this is, it's all, it's a schmozzle. And that's all I've got to say. It's a schmozzle. 
It did nothing for me this week. Yeah, I mean, just I haven't had the easiest couple of weeks and I need neighbours to fire up and it's not. Oh, and then they're still talking about Harold and his tedious train journey. Even though oh, and Carl was, Carl's going on it too. I know. Oh, that's right. And Carl appeared in the in his birthday suit trying to get Susan this, in the sack. This man who friggin' shamed, <laughs> shamed Susan's shopping channel ad- jewellery addiction. Mm. Um, yeah, then she goes and sells some of the... She just <laughs> sell like three diamond-esque necklaces <laughs> to get him on the train. Get him on the gun. <laughs> It's probably not even the gun. It's probably the, the overlander to Adelaide. The believable part, though, was Susan wanted him to get out of her face for a little while. She's like, yeah. see ya, put you on a train. That rings true. I, you have to admire um, Alan Fletcher's commitment to physical comedy. Oh, commi- the man all nude up at any Yeah, exactly. Chance. Like, it puts Tarage's um, tracksuit bum wiggle to shame when yeah. he's just there with wearing the blue boxes of fig leaf. So... Do you have a um a Kate Satter's bitch in Erinsborough this oh, week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's changed this week. You know, it's been Mackenzie for quite a while And now. she had a strong start this week too. <laughs> she was at that pub for about 14 hours. But nobody can be sadder than Byron. <laughs> All of you. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> what is wrong with you, you sad bastard? You're having a hookup. And you've introduced her to your mum and you've shown her your shitty slum house. You've taken her on a good time to the bloody beach for a, a, a dirty pie. Do you reckon she's shown up the next day with a card saying, let's be friends? <laughs> <laughs> you can pinpoint the moment his heart broke. <laughs> um, that's it. That's us. I'm, I'm out. I will... Whew. We um we loving neighbours Fridays. We didn't get the schedule working this week, but we should be back on a Friday drop for the yeah. pod again soon. It's just that I forgot that in order to make that happen, I have to clear my Thursday nights, and that's not <laughs> always possible. Uh, catch us all online, Kate. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm remued on X. Formally no, don't Twitter. call it X. And CJ's on uh, Instagram. CJ the Hot Mess Mum also runs Neighbours Pod on Instagram. I'm Vase, and join the Neighbours Council on Facebook. Chat to you next week. Bye. Carl really wants to fuck this episode, doesn't he?